There we go. Thank you. Someone's on the ball. <laughs> Amen. You're welcome. First, first John chapter five. As I mentioned, we're uh, heading to the end of the letter, and there have been some common themes that we have gone over several times. And so before we even read uh, the past, the passage today, we're going to look at verses one through third. We're going to read verses one through 13 uh, for tonight, one through 12 for tonight. Um, and then, but before we even get to that, what, what are a couple of two or three themes that you can recall that we have already uh, discussed up to this point? We love because he first loved us. Okay. So we love because he first loved us. So that theme of love uh, is highlighted all throughout the letter. Anything else? We know we live in him because he's given us his spirit. Say that one more time. I think that's Larry. Say that again. He lives in us because he gives us his spirit. Okay. Okay. The spirit of God um, that lives within us. Okay. Anybody? And and, and, mm, and Pastor, he out uh, where it said true love only come from God. Okay. Okay. So there's this this love theme. It comes up over and over again. Time for one more. Anybody else? He and, showed his love by sending his one and only son. So I heard love, 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 love. <laughs> and so just in case you missed it in chapter one, two, three, or four, uh, before we embark on chapter five, I wanted to make sure that we didn't miss that, that uh, that is such a, a part of the Apostle John's writings and is definitely within uh, the writing that we have received uh, thus far. And that will continue uh, not only in this chapter, but as we get into his other uh, letters that he wrote to the church. And so um, we are going to read verses 1 through 12. At, yes, 1 through 12. And Deacon Brown, can you read those scriptures, please? Yes, sir. First John 5, 1 through 12, NIV. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the spirit, the water, and the blood. 
And three, our in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his son. Whoever believes in the son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son, son of God, does not have life. Amen. 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 Pretty uh, crystal clear. And so I won't take the time to go over two or three, but I certainly would give the opportunity if there's one thing that stands out to you in this section, what what is it, whether it's a verse, a word, or a theme, what is it that stands out to you in this particular part that we just read? Everyone, everyone who believed that God, Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Amen. So this... And that's one of the other themes that we, we will we have seen throughout this letter. Um, and this is not only in this letter, but goes all the way back to uh, John's writing, the Gospel of John. As you may recall, you know, he states in John chapter 20, and these things are written that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that's in John 20, the last few verses. And so uh, his desire is that um, we would know God's love and that we would believe in Jesus Christ who gives us, has given to us eternal life. And so that's one theme that comes up over and over again. And that's these first five verses, and I'll start with there, these first five verses, uh, what I'll call these are hard-hitting um, affirmation of what it means to walk in love. And that's why I didn't want to skip over the themes we've already heard. These are hard-hitting affirmations of what it means to walk in love and the power of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so verse one, start just verse, start right there. It jumps right in it says everyone that does what who believe who believes and that's one of the, again one of the themes that comes up over and over again in his letter so everyone who believes and there's it is not just this belief it's it's a uh, directed belief belief in what belief in who everyone who believes that jesus is the christ born of God. Okay, so that no, that, that term, that phrase that Jesus is Jesus Christ is the Christ. Mm -hmm. Did you all hear that? Jesus yeah. is the Christ. So when yeah. he says Jesus is the Christ, what is he saying? Jesus is the son of God. Son of God. Son of God. Jesus is the Lord. Messiah. Messiah. Yes, Jesus is the Lord. Lord. Jesus is the anointed one yeah. that was chosen by God. The only one. Jesus is 
the Christ, the Messiah. And so for the for the Jewish hearers, they would understand what this uh, Messiah uh, is all about. The Messiah came to bring deliverance, although their understanding of Messiah, meaning the Jewish um, during that time was limited in terms of what I'll call nationalism. But Jesus is the Christ, not only of one particular group, but of the world. And that goes back to John 3, 16. So everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So that's what I'll call affirmation uh, number one. If we, if you, if I, if we believe that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the Christ of God, guess what? We are born of God. No one can take that away from us because that is given to us through our faith and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what I'll call affirmation number one. But there's more to it in verse one. What else does it say in verse one? And notice again, it says everyone. And then he says it again, everyone that what? Loves the father and loves his, loves child. his child as okay. well. Okay. So remember everyone who believes, that's one theme. Everyone who loves the father, loves who, sorry. Everyone who loves the father, love has been born of him. So everyone loves the father loves his child as well. I'm getting some feedback. Can y'all? Okay, I think it's gone. Um, everyone who loves the father loves his child as well. It's inseparable that we cannot say uh, that we lo love the father and not love his child. And, and that was important because of a couple of things. During that time, there was many people believe there was some false teaching going on. They tried again. It's almost like being spiritual. You know, we, we believe in God, but, you know, this Jesus is not the only way. He is not the Messiah. So he is, again, emphasizing um, that you cannot have this love relationship with the Father except through the son. Um, so that's inseparable, inseparable, not simply believing in God, but a specific faith that Jesus is the one born up. Jesus is the one sent by God. Verse two. Any questions, any comments? So that's another affirmation um, that we have to know that we love the father, that we love his son as well. And chapter two, not chapter two, verse two takes an unexpected twist, moves from loving God to loving the children of God. But sometimes we can uh, affirm or say that we love the Lord and that's a given. But now the, another affirmation, another test, another proof is, do we love the children of God? So it moves from loving God and being born of, of God, but to loving the children 
of God. So we cannot get around it. We have to do what? Love. Love one, the children of God. Yeah. One another. Mm -hmm. there, that is part of the test of declaring who we are in Christ. So all along, John is staying on point about loving one another. Again, a theme that has been repeated uh, over and over again in this, uh, this chapter and actually through this letter. So this is how you know uh, about that you are born of him. A test is do you love the children of God? So how do we know that, or what's the litmus test that for loving the children of God? And it goes on to say what some of that is um, in, at the end of verse two. We have to keep his commandments. There we go. Carrying out his commandments, which is to do what? It goes back to loving one another. That's right. And this is where we can then expand our, our scope, because although it's not directly uh, stated here, but what are his commands? Yes, love one another. Where else can we find what his commands that he has given to us? I'll give you a hint. Matthew chapter five yeah. through, through seven. The Great Commission. <laughs> yeah. That's the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. Yeah. So here's his commands, A, that you love one another mm -hmm. um, and keep his commands. And mm -hmm. we expand that uh, because it's, it's not only looking at the people of God. God loved the world. And he wants us to have that same kind of mindset that we keep his command. When In verse 3, when he says keep his commandments, there's two things that he says there. Keeping his commandments. What do you think he means by keeping his commandment? Keep his commandment. Do what, do what God said do. <laughs> do what God said do. Do what God go, says do. And then you go always back, go back to the what what the greatest commandment is, and that's to love the God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And there you go again. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love one another. Amen. And then that's where we look to what his commands are and what he taught. We ask the question. Who is our neighbor? Mm -hmm. And that's where his commands have are, his command is far reaching. So keeping his command, that word keeping meaning to observe, to watch, and to guard. Um, so when we are called to guard something, what happens when someone, let's say somebody, you know, have you ever been at a place and they say to you, uh, can, can you watch my bag for a moment? Um, and when that, I know at the airport, you're not supposed to do that. Uh, <laughs> but if someone has said, can you watch this for me for a moment? What what happens when that when that takes place? What happens to you? 
you what take, goes through? You take responsibility okay. as that person. Okay, so there's there's a, a almost like a a, a relationship developed. There, mm -hmm. you taking on some responsibility. What else? It's an expression of trust. Okay, so trust. All these things are being put into this keeping His commandments. So we're trusting in God. We're taking on responsibility. We understand the relationship. What else? It puts me on alert. <laughs> of course, puts us on alert. So all this is when he says keep his commandments, all that energy is given into, I I, I need to be on guard. I need to be watching. Uh, I'm taking on this responsibility. This person's trust me. Uh, all those things are taken into account. So he's called us to keep his commandment. And it doesn't stop there in verse three. What does he say about his commandments? They are not burdensome. His commandments are not burdensome. burdensome. I like the word grievous. Or grievous. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so you got to think about that. Because that's why I reference the Sermon on the Mount. You have heard it said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. He also taught in the Sermon on the Mount, turn the other cheek. He also said, if someone asks you for this, give them also that. Mm -hmm. Go one mile, go the next mile. So now, given all those commands where Jesus has totally turned things around, and then John says, his commands are not burdensome. It calls us to love our enemy. Wouldn't somebody consider that somewhat burdensome? Oh, I got me. I, I know I twisted my seat. <laughs> Yeah, so so he says it's not burdensome. So how how do we do those things that God has called us to do? He said it's not burdensome. In my flesh, there's some things that I want to say. Yep. There's some things that I want to act out on. Yep. So, but he said, are you following me? Mm -hmm. These things are not burdensome. So how is it that we can apply that? Because this is a high calling. By the aid of the Holy Spirit, we can't do it on our own. That's right. And passing through by faith also. So we're, we're doing this by faith. We're doing this uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. who helps to restrain us, mm -hmm. uh, bringing all things back to our remembrance. Mm -hmm. And so the things that we, as we kind of use this ex expression, the things I used to do, I don't do no more. Mm -hmm. and it's, it's because of the power of the Holy Spirit that's at work in us. So it's not in our own strength and our, our own power. It's a, a work of the Holy Spirit in us. Because remember, this I started off saying 
This is the affirmation. How, how is it that we're living out this life of love in the world and following his commands? And it's not burdensome. So there must be a way for us to actually uh, live this out. So who do we have to call on? Must. Yeah, must call be on caring. the name of the Lord. He helps us carry our difficulties. So this is the love of God. This is the love of God. That that expression of not being burdensome and keeping his commandments is a manifestation of our love of God. Mm. Love is a gift from him that is placed within us. And that love, as someone said earlier, restrains us when we would do the things that uh, are contrary to him. The love of Christ within us constrains him. That, that's a gift. And, and you would see that how that love theme, thank you for, for bringing that in, that love theme comes really back in there. We talked about trust. We talked about vigilance. We talked about all of that and that love of God um, that's at work within us through the power of the Spirit helps us and we know that we can do, and this is actually from Apostle Paul, all things through Christ who strengthens us, but he does it through the Holy Spirit that is at work within us. It is, you know, pretty much against our nature, our our the what I'll call the flesh, to do some of the things that Jesus is calling us to do. So we have to do it walking in the power of the spirit, walking in his love. Um, and that is where we get right into that link with the next verse, um, verse four. So verse four, and Deacon Brown, can you read verse four? Actually read verse four and five again. Okay. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Amen. So, some good news. He starts off, he started off in the first couple of verses. He said, everyone. And then he says again, everyone. And now we hear it again, verse 4. For everyone. And who's that everyone? <laughs> that's that's us, y'all. So, it's, it's, it's not... It's, yes, it's the believers, those who love mm -hmm. the Lord, who are born of God, who mm -hmm. have Christ dwelling in them. That's everyone. We're not excluded from that. So know again, knowing who we are, we can embrace, we can affirm something that if we've been born of God, we are what? Overcome. We overcome the world. world. And that needs to be expanded. When he says overcome the world, what is he talking about? Overcoming the world. Uh, well, I look back at the cross, what Jesus did on the cross. Okay. When he said it was finished. Okay. It was complete. So one, overcoming the world through our faith in the Lord, the resurrection power. Um, because he is victorious, we are victorious in him. What else? We have overcome the world, overcome the cosmos, overcome the world's way of thinking, mm -hmm. 
the world's way of acting. What I the think, world can go ahead. I think we are, as we get into this, we need a kingdom of God perspective rather than the world perspective. Amen. God looks at a totality picture rather than just one or two people. Mm -hmm. So if we have this kingdom of God mindset, we go come at it from the perspective of what God is doing, not what the world says is how we should react or how we should act. Yeah. We overcome that. That's right. And some of it is overcoming some things, not only that we learned, uh-oh, you talk about meddling, um, not only that we learn from the world out there, but we learn some things within our family systems that not all, not, not all the time are God glorifying. So whatever, anything, whether it's within the family, whether it's in the systems of this world, wherever that thing that comes in that is not of God, we can overcome so we are not in bondage to whatever, what some would call generational issues. Uh, mm -hmm. We are not in bondage to that. We are not That's in true. bondage to... Uh, all of those th the thinking of the world, we don't necessarily, no, not necessarily, we don't fit in because we are in the world, but not of the world. Our whole thinking is different. So we overcome the world and the ways, the way that the world thinks about things. And you hear the term world view. So your perspective about what life is and what life should be is not based on what the world is saying, but what God's word, his Holy Spirit, interpreting his word to us in the situations we're in. And, and we'll actually get to some of that a little bit later as we get later on down to the uh, end of the uh, end of the, this section in verse down in verse 12. But that worldview, that's in, that's important. Because there are. Trying to say it the right way. There are a lot of views, even with, within Christendom, yes. that don't always reflect what God's worldview is. People can tout and they put the label of Christian worldview, but we want to have what I'll call the, that biblical kingdom worldview. Really? But we're not uh, clouded by what other people say, but what does... What do we have to go back to? We have to go back to the word of God, of God so that we can be discerning. That's right. And it's like, you know, our testimony, the way we used to think, we don't think no more. Mm -hmm. The way that we used to act, we don't act that way anymore. You know, because we've overcome those things by the thinking of Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Transformation. You say that, honey. Transformation. <laughs> Look at that tag, tag team over there. <laughs> we really have to know what the word of God says. We have to be in the word. We have to know what the word of God says. So when the Holy Spirit is leading us, we know it is affirmed and confirmed in the world. When we feel we're getting an unction of the Lord or the Lord leading us, we know what the word says about 
any given situation. So we must be knowledgeable and insaturated in the word of God. Mm. Remind me of first Peter, where it talks about that everything that pertains to life, life. and God godliness is given yep. to us in the word. We just got to search it out. Amen. Like we're doing together. It's a and I th Thank you for saying that because that's that's one of the good things about our coming together. When I say our, I'm not, I'm not just talking about us in this night because there are other people, um, other churches, other uh, faithful believers that are gathered. So that's the importance of the people of God getting together to study God's word because his word is stated that iron sharpens iron. So mm -hmm. we are being... Uh, built up in our faith. And here's a, the, we are overcoming, overcomers. And then it goes on further to define that victory, that being that overcome. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. And what is that victory? Faith. Our mm -hmm. faith. Faith. Mm -hmm. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. I want to pause there because A, if you have faith of the size of a what? Mustard seed. seed. So that's one thing. But faith also has an object. The mm -hmm. object of our faith is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. And Paul said, by grace are you saved through faith, and this not of yourself. Mm -hmm. Glory. It is a gift yeah. of God. So we can't we can't boast in our faith and say, I have strong faith, I am I am powerful, I am all no. Mm -hmm. We humbly mm -hmm. walk in love and victory through the faith that God has provided for us and the Holy Spirit strengthens and, and, and we grow in the word of God. All of that has taken place and that victory is in faith in a person. Mm -hmm. It's not faith in ourselves. That's right. It's not faith because we know we have memorized, you know, a, a few verses. That's right. Uh, sometimes we get into that, you know, a tear down every stronghold. We can quote that verse, but we have to know we have to know the whole the whole thing, so that we are walking in faith and walking in step in the Spirit. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. There's a. Uh, chorus to a hymn that says faith is the victory that overcomes the world so we are victorious in Christ I like verse 5 uh, because verse 5 it it it's almost a summation it's uh what I what I'll call it's a a cheerleading cry. And what do I mean by that? It's as if somebody is at a rally and asking the question, who is it that is an overcomer? 
And what's the answer going to be? The one he is that believeth. Okay. Who's an overcomer? He that believeth. Who's an overcomer? He that believeth. So, so, so we have a, in a sense, a cheer, a rally cry. So that it's as if we are in a stadium and the cry comes out. Who's an overcomer? He that believeth. Who's an overcomer? He that believeth. Who's an overcomer? He that believeth. All right. So I, I pray that you're convinced, not just because it's a rally cry, but it's in the word of God. He, who is it that overcomes the world? The one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Oh God. That's where our victory. Victory is. Victory is. So who's an overcomer? He that, that believe. So I pray that tonight or in the, in the morning when you get up, you start and you look in the mirror and you say to yourself, who's an overcomer? He, he that believeth. Believe. I'm an overcomer because I, <laughs> whatever. Oh, but our, we have victory. And we we will not allow the evil one to mm -hmm. steal away that confidence that we have, not in ourselves, but that confidence that we have in the Lord who has given us the victory. And we stated before that victory was purchased and won at the cross when he declared, it is finished. Mm -hmm. And he descended into the, to the grave. Three days later, he rose with all power in his hand. He snatched the keys and seated at the right hand of the Father. So our victory is in him. And that's where we abide and reign. But that's what he's talking about here. He that believeth our faith. So this theme from verses one through five is one, being born of God and loving God, but also the faith that we have um, in him as overcomers and victorious over the world and the world system. We don't have to be staying trapped or in bondage. Verse six, anything else? Verses six through 12. Verses six through 12 has a different um, feel and it has a different feel. And, and some of it's kind of a theological construct. And as we read through it, you'll hear um, hints of the Trinity. And when mm -hmm. I say hints of the Trinity, again, although there is no word Trinity in uh, found in scripture, the themes or the person, the revelation of the triune God can be seen in this short section from verses six through 12. And so let's, let's go right into it. Uh, we may not be able to get through this whole section, but we'll start it. Um, and so first we're going to start is, I'll just go ahead and read that first section. This is he. Remember, we ended with uh, he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. So now in verse 16 is further elaborating about this Jesus who is the son of God. And what does it say about him in verse six? Let me just go ahead and read it again. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, not by water only, but by the water and the blood. And the spirit is the one who testifies because the spirit is the 
True. So True. we're starting to see the activity of the triune God, even in these couple of verses. But verse six, this is he who came by water and blood. So let, let me stop there. Some of you may have a study Bible that you use and you will see various uh, uh, conversations about this particular section or you look at commentaries or other uh, works. And this section has often tripped up many um, scholars. And so as we, we will not delve deep into it um, because there's so many things that are, you know, what, what is he saying about, you know, this agreement of the, the spirit, the water and the blood, but we're going to walk through it slowly, uh, especially when it just starts off, this is he who came by water and blood. What mm -hmm. does he mean by that? And so this is what he says. What does he mean by water and the blood? Because it's really not expounded on much mm -hmm. in John's gospel or in this letter. And so when we're not the we're not the listeners, the, the immediate listeners that John is talking to. So there's some things that when he's speaking this, they had a better understanding of what he's referring to, but we're a couple thousand years later. So what is he talking about that he came by water and blood? What are some things that may come to mind to you? Well, one theory, Pastor, and I read it. Of course, it didn't come to my mind because I didn't understand it. That's why I looked it up. And, and uh, let's pause there. And that's why I, I, I started off with, study Bibles and commentaries because it is it is such a complex thought. And right. so if, if it is something that you get tripped up on, it's okay. Uh, we're, that's how I, we're here to study and to let the Lord, the Spirit of God uh, work within us. So I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to mention that one theory is that it's referencing Christ's baptism and his crucifixion. Okay. Baptism by water and his uh, death on the cross shedding his blood that was one of them that was the whole so that's one so one if we look at water and blood so one will be looking at um from his baptism when he came onto the scene and each of the gospels has an a, a version of that where he went into the water was was baptized um and and remember what he said uh, well, when John said, uh, I need to be baptized of you, let this be done to fulfill all righteousness. Not that Jesus was sinful, but it talks about him submission, submission to the will of God, indicating his humanity. So when it talks about his water and baptism, it's it's kind of a reference to his humanity that he came into this world and submitted himself he became obedient later where it says the blood the crucifixion i think we we get that um mm -hmm. that he shed his blood for us on the cross so it's talking about his humanity his life the work that he did and and the context of this also is that some believe and that's where you look at some commentators but some believe that they were trying to dismiss the humanity of Christ 
or mm-hmm. they were dismissing uh, the need for the crucifixion. They were just trying to put Jesus out to the side, but he came. This is what he came to do to serve the Father. That's one. Anybody else see any other um, theories in there? Well, I'm glad that y'all are sharing because I thought that it was referring to the fact that he was born of a woman and, you know, the water burst uh, at the, so that, you know, we can't say that he doesn't understand what we're going through or what suffering is like because he didn't. But yes, he did. He he was born of a woman. So I, I don't know. That was just and, and one of my thoughts. No, that's... That is actually one of the theories and thoughts as well, is that, that you know, the, the birthing process, is that what they're re- referring to? Um, and some people, when they go to John chapter three, is that, you know, that is born of water, that the flesh is flesh and, and so forth. So that is another theory. Um, one of the, the challenges of, and each of them have their merit. Um, one of the challenges, whenever you look at scripture, and you come up, look at that. Did that people of that day and that mindset, was that a common thought or theme that was used about talking about humanity or being a human being? Uh, and many people would say it's for, for the modern mind, yes, not so sure that that's what it was. But it's certainly the theme of pointing to his humanity is kind of hidden or is is within there. So that's another thing. Another is? Pastor, may I say, I am so glad that Ola gave us that interpretation because one of my favorite shows, and I don't know if anybody else watches it, is called The Midwife. And there's a lot of water and blood on that show. And that's the first thing. TMI, (laughs) TMI. That's the first thing I'm telling you the truth. First thing I thought of, I said, let me look this up because I don't, I really don't know. But yeah. uh, thank you, Ola. It kind of confirms something that was on my mind. Good. And and, and while we're, we're wrestling through this and talking through this, you know, we still have to rely on the spirit of God to bring the revelation. And, and I don't want anybody to leave here and say, yep, I got it. I fully comprehend this. Allow it to know, allow the spirit to continue to work and and move and we're going to grow and move through this. Another, and I'll just do this because we're coming to the close, is a reference to John chapter 19, where the soldier pierced Jesus on the side and it says blood and water flowed out. And so again, pointing to uh, his sacrifice and his crucifixion, the the necessity um, of Christ going to the cross and his humanity suffering for us, but also the victory that we had. So there's many ways of looking at it and just pray that the spirit of God, so when we read this, he came by water and blood. What the author is really trying to do is point to the necessity of Jesus Christ and why he came and what he accomplished um, on on the cross and what what he means uh, in terms of God's plan. And let me close with the, the, the second part of verse six. And the spirit is the one who testifies because the spirit is the truth. 
And that's I'll, I'll kind of leave it there because what um, we we find is that as we look at that, it's really we just depending on the Spirit of God to bring continued revelation of of who Jesus is, what He has accomplished, that He is interceding for us, and and all that He has done that we might have salvation. And this is also a theme that um, we find also in John's Gospel in chapters 14 through 16, when he talks about the, the role and the purpose of the Spirit of God who will lead us and guide us into what? All, All truth. truth. All truth. So anyone who says anything other than what uh, God has, has revealed to us in Christ, the Spirit of God is revealing that in us and through us that we may have the true revelation of Jesus Christ. Not that we, and I'll use the words of Paul, not that we have already <laughs> obtained this, mm -hmm. but I press toward the mark of the, the high Catholic. calling of God in, in Christ, Christ Jesus. So we are all growing in our faith and our walk with God. And we depend on the spirit to bring out that revelation uh, to us. So we're going to stop there. Yo, everybody okay? I'm okay. Okay. Except I, I want to say one thing. Go ahead. When we talk about the spirit, a lot of times we don't express it as much as I think we should. But I, when I think about the spirit being involved, I like to say, help me, Holy Ghost. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's that person. And I, I like to always emphasize that the Holy Spirit is not this nebulous. He is the third person of the Trinity, he is, whenever I start talking about the Trinity, I, I want to make sure I'm very clear because it's not three different gods. That's One true. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But he, he is a person who dwells within us, part of the Godhead. And so we reverence the fact that God would place himself in us his spirit in us and dwells in us that we can go back to verse five. Who is it? Who's the overcomer? He that believes that believe in Jesus Christ. And that's affirmed through the power of the Holy Spirit as his word gets in us that we can know who we are in Christ Jesus. So we're going to stop there for tonight. and We'll pick up uh, Lord willing Again, next week at verse seven. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yes, praise God. God, God is so good. It's so awesome. And, and I praise God for those who have uh, joined on as we study together, really dig deeper. And the reason why I wanted to take it a little bit slower, uh, because this is kind of a weighty section. And for me, um, when we get into the Word of God, I'm, I, the Word of God is about life change through the power of the Spirit. And once we we once the Word of God gets in us and we start applying it and living it out, it it makes all the difference in the the world. So that when we're in the world, we're living as children of light who have been brought out of darkness into His marvelous light, and then we can be that salt and light that He's called us to be. Enough said. Amen. I'll, Amen. I'll, Amen. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop there. Amen. Um,
Reverend Krebsack, are you uh, are you on still? If yes, I am. Good. I'm going to ask you to close this out in prayer tonight. After um, we've been able to share any prayer concerns. Okay. Amen. Anyone have a prayer request or a praise report to lift up to the Lord? Uh, I do. I pray, I pray for traveling mercy for my son, that, and you guys prayed for him, and he came back from Honduras, and he came on Sunday to worship That's with right. us. That's right. God be the glory. Yes, amen. Amen. Hey, hey, Pastor. Yes, sir. I went to my blood doctor today, and uh, uh, two years ago, he thought I was having myeloma, but he said to me today, you haven't had your, your monthly shot in the last four months. And you have no signs of it showing. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. God is a, a wonder working God. And then I got to have cataract surgery. My doctor said, everything else is doing great. You don't have to be in a rush. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Anyone else? Praise report. I thank God for his continual healing. Well, not only my body, but my soul and my spirit. Mm. <clears throat> Amen. Pastor, I would like a uh, prayer for a friend of mine named Willard Horton. Um, he was diagnosed with lung cancer. Um, I went to visit him at Duke Hospital. Um, I think he's at home now, but he's getting ready to go through a series of the uh, chemo and the radiation. So I'd like to have a prayer for him as well. Amen. Also, um, praying for a friend of mine, Safran, she's on our um, Sister Tribe Sunday School. Her mother was in an accident last night, and she's in ICU. Mm. In your prayer <clears throat> I, I didn't hear that. For In your prayer for Marcus Sanders. Oh, okay. Yes, thank you. Pastor, I have a praise report. I also went to the doctor and I got great news and my medication was reduced to half and I don't have to go back for six months and I praise God for that good report. Amen. And all my all my, all my numbers were great. So I praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Esther, I asked for uh, travel mercies. I'm taking my sister cousin uh, who uh, celebrated her 80th birthday to visit some other cousins in her age range that have had health issues. So we're going to the D.C. area and then to New Jersey, uh, make a little circle to just reach out to different cousins and let them know we're thinking about them. And okay. it, we may not get a chance to do it again, mm -hmm. so... We're doing it this this coming weekend. Yes, God bless you on the missionary journey. Amen. Traveling mm -hmm. mercy for family members coming in for home. Praise God. I just want to just thank the Lord for just how He is working with um, many of our um, disciples that have been sick, and always seeing a good bit of improvement and many of them so we know that god is working with all of them and we're just so thankful you know we uh especially deacon brown and uh, brian and i would just lift him up because he now has his prosthesis so we're just seeing all kind of 
thank you for the mercy that God is uh, doing with the, so many of our disciples. Amen. Mm. Amen. Yes. I like to um, lift up my children uh, and keep them surrounded by Jesus' love and his protection. Praise God. And, and Pastor, please pray, pray for my doctors. And I don't know where they stand with the Lord Jesus, but pray, God, because the Lord has definitely touched them. And they show favor above measure, to, mm. at least to me. I know that. Above measure. But pray for my doctors. And yeah. pray for my neighbors, too. And I know they, some of them don't, do not know the Lord, but pray for for my neighbors as well. Yeah. And continue to pray for, again, our, our nation as we are uh, in what I'll call, I'll use the word turmoil um, for those in the House of Representatives and all mm. the decisions that need to be made uh, upcoming. So pray for our, our, our nation and its leaders. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, you are so awesome. You are so good. And you're so merciful. We just want to say thank you for how you kept us throughout another day. We thank you because it could have went another way. And so we have to just pause long enough to just thank you for who you are in our lives, who you are in our homes, who you are in our workplaces, who you are in our family, and wherever you go, you are still God, and beside thee, there is no other. We thank you for how you gather your people together tonight to study your word so that we may be more knowledgeable of your truth in order to walk in what we believe in. So we just want to say thank you for those who joined on tonight and thank you for our pastor who facilitated tonight. And we pray that what we heard will go beyond the hearing and go to the doing so that we will be doers of your word. Father, there have been so many prayer concerns that were lifted, uh, some pertaining to healing, some pertaining to those who were just recently diagnosed with cancer, those who were uh, in an unfortunate accident who needs your grace and your mercy, your mercy and your yes. healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. We just want to thank you for what you already proven that you can do. And you, we know that you have promised never to leave us. We know there's enough healing in the hem of your garment to make anyone whole and by yes. your stripes we are yes. already healed so we claim healing in the name of Jesus we thank you and we rejoice with those who got great doctor reports numbers that were great and just all around a good visit we thank you God because thank we you know God. you still here you. and you still answer prayers so thank we just want to say thank you we thank, thank you for 
the doctors that we rely on to take care of our bodies. We ask that you will restore their strength and restore their knowledge. We lift up Marcus Sanders. We also want to lift up those who will be traveling, Lord, that you grant mercy and protection and return everyone back to their homes in the name of Jesus. We just want to honor you tonight with all that we have because we realize if it had not been for you on our side, we know we would still be lost. And so with that said, Lord, we live in a world where our nation is crying out for some direction, Lord. They may not realize it, but we see that they're in the midst of turmoil. The House of Representatives, those leaders who have to make pending decisions on behalf of the world. We pray that you would grant wisdom, discernment, and even when things don't go our way, to help us to still trust the one who is the way. You are yes. still the way, the truth, the truth and the life. And we yes, just want to say yes, thank Lord. you. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we ask that as we depart, that you will keep us safe, safe tonight. We pray that our sweet, our sleep will be sweet. We yes. pray that you will watch over our children. They're coming and they're going in the yes. schoolhouse as they travel wherever they have to go. Keep them in the name of Jesus. Yes. Help us to continue to lift up the name of Jesus yes, wherever God. we go. In the name yes. of the Father, Son, and the precious Holy Spirit, we do pray. Amen. 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 God bless everyone. Thank you. Amen. God is good. Amen. 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 Have a good night. Amen. Good, good, night. Night. Good, night. Good, night. good night. Good night. Good bless. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Hey, brother man. What's going on, Trip? All right. Where else you doing? All right. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank God. Larry, what's going on? Ain't nothing much, man. I'm still trying to see what they're going to do. You know, man, I know. The guy was saying I was going to take my stuff and burn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord's trying to tell me to put I know they kind of hang on. Yeah, yeah, I know they, they had got my hopes up there a little bit. They were in the lead for a minute, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, they did, did a I couple of times. I got in late tonight, but I yeah. got in on some of it. So yeah. you guys continue to pray for me. Yes. Glad you yeah, made it. Amen. Being the fellowship. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Yeah. All right. Signing off. Good night, everyone. All, All right. right. Good night.